At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. The madness is here, and VEASAN experts are ready to take you through every first-round matchup. This is Betting the Bracket on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in, everybody, to VEASAN's Betting the Bracket. Having a lot of fun so far. We are into hour number four between our two teams combined into our last game of the West region. We'll wrap up our thoughts on the West before getting in this hour to the 5-12s that we've yet to break down, the 8-9s. Those are some big, big games that we'll see a lot of betting interest, as well as our best bets, some first four action as well that starts on Tuesday in Dayton. And our final thoughts before we get out of here and turn it over to the Greg Peterson experience. I'm Ben Wilson at the South Point, back with Wes Reynolds, joining me in studio. Danny Burke with us from Chicago, and we have one more game to get to in the West, guys. Let's go to the 215 matchup in the West, UCLA and UNC Asheville. And you were just talking about how limited now UCLA will be, already down one starter, potentially out a second lose to Arizona in the Pac-12 mm-hmm. championship game. Uh, how is this going to play out now from the betting market, starting with round one, where they are a giant favorite, yeah. but a lot of question marks. Yeah, this is really interesting, because if you look at the adjusted defensive efficiency, UCLA numero uno on defense, but of course that's with Clark and with Bona, who they didn't have, but I got it, or at least for the uh, the big the Pac-12 final, mm-hmm. But UCLA was very impressive. Like, UCLA really showed their toughness. I think Arizona kind of won a battle of attrition just because UCLA was so shorthanded. And uh, what was interesting, guys, one of the things I like to look at, except for for UConn, that Kevin Ollie team uh, that made that run in 2014, every uh, champion, I think, going back over the last 20 years, has had a combined adjusted offensive efficiency or and defensive efficiency number of less than 50 or less has been that Mendoza line. And I think you have 10 teams right now that qualify for this. And four of those 10, by the way, are in the West region. Yeah. Kansas, <laughs> UCLA, St. Mary's, and UConn. Gonzaga being the outlier because they're not uh, there defensively. They're certainly there offensively. But UCLA, I, I, I do wonder, this was a team I really liked. I was like, man, they can win the whole thing. And I, and I guess they still can. I felt the same way. Yeah. I guess, I mean, you know, they've got a great senior point guard in Tiger Campbell. They got Jaime Yaquez, who I think is one of the better players in college basketball, certainly experienced. But I need to see what the deal is with Bona before I have them making a deep run. And uh, by the way, they do have a big man here with this UNC Asheville team that has won nine in a row named Drew Pember, 6'11", 215, uh, long-haired guy, wears a headband, one of the highest usage guys in, in the nation if you look at his metrics. So uh, Drew Pember, by the way, he has gone off for some huge games this year. Had 48 against Presbyterian, had 40 against UCF, has scored in, in the high 20s a number number of times. But 
you know, this is a different bird here against UCLA mm-hmm. than playing that big South competition. So I actually think this number of 18 is about right. And maybe UCLA, you know, they come and it's like, oh, they're not giving us a chance because they were in line for a one seed, actually. And I think had they beat Arizona Saturday night at the T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas, they'd have been the one and Purdue would have been the two. But Purdue goes ahead and wins the Big Ten tournament, sweeps the regular season and postseason. So UCLA gets put down to the two. Maybe UCLA's got a little bit of focus here, and they want to prove something here. Is it really the worst game. thing? Yeah, two to get sent to Sacramento and then right. Las Vegas? I right. mean, you're UCLA. Yes, <laughs> this, you know? yes this works as, out for them, absolutely. Yeah. As so. opposed to Madison Square Garden for where Purdue would go as the one mm-hmm. seed coming out of the East region. A line that you're totally right as far as the number probably being accurate because it opened 18. There's been no movement whatsoever. UCLA laying 18 against UNC Asheville in the 215 total of about 134 and a half hasn't budged either that you said UNC Asheville fits the bill of a couple other teams that we've talked about already Wes where mm-hmm. they they shoot threes really really well they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country but they also turn the ball over a ton yeah. so when you're a bad turnover team you're nearly in the bottom 60 of the country in turnovers and you're facing UCLA mm-hmm. I don't care that the Bruins don't have at least one maybe the defense two of their drops without these two guys right. but it's still not bad that's not a matchup you really want to look at and that's why the number appears to be right uh danny anything you'd be looking to do here with this ucla unc Asheville matchup in the 215 yeah i got a couple leans i i think i'd lean toward taking the points because of the unknown with the status of some of the bruins players like you guys mentioned but you're right i mean the defense is still tremendous and with unc Asheville, like you said ben i mean if this team's hitting their threes 18 points on the spread. I mean, that's going to be tough for UCLA to cover, especially if UNC Asheville gets out to a hot start and they're hitting their shots. They're a pretty good free throw shooting team too. Uh, But as of late, their offensive numbers have regressed. So I would maybe also consider looking toward the under in this game. We're assuming UCLA's defense is still going to be fine. If UNC Asheville gets reliant on the three, yes, maybe they go on a little spurt, but then they kind of come back down to the norm. This could end up being kind of a grinded out, lower scoring type of affair. So I think you correlate lower scoring with taking the points with UNC Asheville. But again, I- I'm not pulling the trigger right now on anything. That's just where I would lean as of this moment. And again, UNC Asheville sixth in the country in three-point shooting, 296 in turnovers. They are 12th in yeah. Division One experience. So this mm-hmm. is a veteran club. They won in double overtime on the road at UCF to start the year. So yes. it is a team that has been tested. I'm just not a fan, fan of the matchup. And maybe this is one of those Again, we don't have the lines out for these yet, but Danny could be a first half play on Asheville. Could also be one of those first sure. to 15 type bets. Wes, anytime, right? You see one of these teams that loves to shoot threes, but you really yeah. don't know how it's going to play out because for 40 minutes. Because we get these games every single year. Exactly. Where it's like you yeah. get a big underdog, and then everybody's like, oh, man, turn it to true TV. You know, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, this one seed, this number two seed here is down 10 early. And it, it usually and then uh, water usually finds its level more often. Than uh, not. No, no doubt. So yeah. as we wrap up the, our thoughts on the West uh, one sports book, I'm seeing a couple of shops who still are offering who've not taken down their final four odds. Some are starting to put them back up here as they were taken down as selection Sunday got underway. But uh, w- looking at how this draw was really tough for Kansas, that is reflected guys in the betting market where Kansas is favored, but plus three twenty to come out of the West UCLA. The two seed is three and a half to one. Can Zag up, Danny, I know you were looking at a number uh, greater than uh, three and a half to one or better, and you're going to get it because you can find Gonzaga right now in the market at four to one to come out of the West. UConn is the four seed is plus 550. Uh, then it goes to TCU, the six seed, who is nine to one, who we have not mentioned yet since they don't know their opponent. They play the winner of a first four game. And then St. Mary's 10 to one. Uh, so an interesting look where, Danny, you're going to get some value if, regardless of who you like, just because of how stacked this field is in this region when you have four of the top 10 teams that, that make the barometer of the, what Wes was talking about, top 10, 20, or top 20 in both offense and defense this year, Danny. So very interesting to look at how those odds shake out. Yeah, and I, I think this is going to be a market that I'm going to look at more than I have in years past just because of all this parity that we've been seeing. And it's not a bad idea to look at a couple teams even in one region if you have confidence in two obviously these odds are going to decrease the farther Mm -hmm. they get but if they match up against each other then you're setting yourself up for perfect success in terms of making a profit and that could be the case with the west if you have confidence at the top half maybe a kansas maybe a yukon st mary's I'm not necessarily in love with the team on the top half right now, because like we've mentioned, it is a difficult draw for Kansas, but I do like the value with Gonzaga. So I'll probably end up taking a little piece of the four to one with the Bulldogs. I don't know if the West is going to be a region that 
I end up with two teams, one of the top half, one of the bottom half, though. But Gonzaga, more than likely, I'll end up with a little uh, little piece of them on the four to one price. Okay. Uh, UConn is, I mean, I already have a final four ticket, right? Or a national <laughs> yeah. championship ticket. So I don't know, maybe I could add a, but five fifty. you know, there's a UConn team that I, I know they were disappointed against Marquette on Friday night. But if you watch that big East semifinal, they had chance after chance. They had so many chances yeah. to win that game and just couldn't hit a shot down the stretch. But this is a team, six in adjusted offensive efficiency, 18th in defensive efficiency. They hit the skids in the middle of January where they were like five and six in the Big East to start. And then they went on, I think, an eight and one run, lost in the semifinals to uh, Marquette. I know Iona is going to be kind of a trendy upset pick there, but mm -hmm. this team gets second chance after second chance opportunities. They're number one, by the way, in offensive rebounds in the country. So uh, this UConn team, I think, could don't write them off yet. They could be very dangerous. Sure. Yeah, this is the one region where because of the strength of those teams yeah. at the top, I, I don't see it being this one is, of those blow it up wide this open is regions. such a tough region. This is the toughest region. And the numbers I just ran in terms of adjusted defensive and offensive efficiency prove that the fact that you only have 10 teams of a ranking of less than 50 when you add offense and defensive efficiency together. And yeah. four of the 10 are here in the West region. By the way, uh, the other, there are three, I believe, in the, uh, and I'm running these as I speak, three in the South, Alabama, Arizona, mm -hmm. and Creighton. Houston and Texas qualify for that in the Midwest. The only one in the East, the Purdue Boilermakers. Wow. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Very interesting, which we're going to get into in our final future thoughts a little bit later on in the show. The other game we did not mention that is a part of this West region is to lead into our first four discussion that we'll get into uh, starting now and into the next block, but it's that winner to face TCU in the 11 seed matchup where you get the very interesting spot where you go Arizona State, Nevada. That's the 11 versus 11 in the Midwest. Just looking at the updated odd screen opens Arizona State minus one. Some books have gone to one and a half. I see one shop. Caesars has gone to Arizona State minus two. Uh, Danny, your thoughts there on the opening line now uh, with a lot of interest there in the Sun Devils. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know, it's a little peculiar that Arizona State, at least just kind of looking at the metrics right now of them getting some of this love. I can't say I've followed either of these teams that closely, so I'll defer to you guys a little bit more so. But my initial thoughts would be a little surprised that it's going to Arizona State abruptly. And then perhaps that this would be more on the lower scoring side of things. The Sun Devils, not necessarily a dynamic offense. So again, that kind of goes hand in hand which, uh, with each of them. But, you know, I I'm going to be honest, seldom do I get involved with these playing game ones. But yeah, I I I'm just a little taken aback, I guess, but would probably mm -hmm. gravitate more toward the under than anything with the side. Yeah, 134 and a half and two teams, not neither really playing great basketball. Right. ASU finishes 11 and 11. Nevada completely stubs their toe west in the Mountain West tournament. This is a, a GPG game for me, though. General principle <laughs> game. And what I like to do in the first round, who is the team that I think people were most surprised to see in the tournament? Like at, just judging the Twitter sphere and the media, it was Nevada. Like, oh, yep. Nevada got in the tournament. Why did they get in the tournament? Because they did get bounced in their first game against San Jose State. I always like to bet the team that most people don't think should be in the tournament because I think they're so motivated in that first game. Yeah. I like the Wolfpack. Wolfpack lose their final three games, two of them in overtime. But this is still a top 25 free throw team in the country. They get to the line a ton, and they make their free throws. That's usually a pretty good recipe in some of these coin flip games when it comes to March. We'll break down the other three first four games when we return to betting the bracket. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The wait is almost over. 
Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting the Bracket on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in, everybody, to VEASAN's Betting the Bracket into our final hour of the show. But don't worry, if you missed anything, Check out the VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast because we'll have a double feature, basically a double episode from our first two hours of the show that's going to be in the feed soon with Tim Murray, Matt Humans, and Adam Burke. We also have the Greg Peterson experience coming up for three hours as Greg goes through every single game in the first round and gives out all his picks as well. So there's a lot more coverage for us tonight. I'm Ben Wilson, back with Wes Reynolds and Danny Burke in Chicago. Time for us to go through the rest of the first four. We started our first four discussion and the last segment as we wrap up the West region with the Nevada and uh, their their first uh, matchup there in the first four with Nevada taking on Arizona State. The other game that will result in a Midwest regional opponent for the 11 seeds. It's our other first four game involving the 11s. Mississippi State taking on Pitt and just updating my odd screen right now. Uh, it's very similar to Arizona State Nevada. There's not <laughs> not a lot of movement, but it is a very tight line in that Mississippi State is a one point favorite. Some shops have gotten interest in the Mississippi State Bulldogs as high as two in some places. Wes, one and a half is most of the other shops. So a little bit of early interest on the Bulldogs and a total that's been bet up from 131 to 132. And I, I look at this game and go, how how do we have any idea how this is supposed yeah. to play out when you have one of the worst offenses? in power five in Mississippi state against a team that does not even attempt to play defense in the Pittsburgh Panthers. Yeah. And uh, how about Pitt? I mean, barely one of the last teams in the NCAA tournament. They had two chances, by the way, to win the ACC, two chances, lose at Notre Dame and Mike Bray Swans on there in South Bend, and then lose a tight one to Miami. And then uh, won one game in the, in the ACC tournament before they got bounced in a big way by Duke. And then you have Mississippi state, as you mentioned, if you watch their they if you watch their game against Alabama, you knew about two minutes into the game it was over. And <laughs> yeah. Alabama just kind of played okay in that game and blew them out. Mississippi State is dead last, 363rd out of 363 in three-point shooting, 26.6%. They're also 347th in foul shooting, 64.7%, but they're damn good defensively. They are a top 10 national team in terms of defensive efficiency. A lot of that has to do with Tulu Smith. Uh, down low. They also let you shoot a bunch of threes. Uh, 44% of the opponent's shots are threes. So this is very much very, I don't want to call it pack line, but it's pack Mm -hmm. line-ish. You know, they want to let you shoot threes, be there to get the rebound and kind of slow the game up, uh, does Mississippi State. And meanwhile, Pitt, Pitt has been a little bit of a surprise this year because uh, they're not a bad little shooting team. Uh, uh, 36% from the three uh, 52.7 from the two. They take a lot. They take a lot of threes, 32nd most in the country. But, you know, when in doubt, I kind of lean defense here. And I probably don't end up betting this game or certainly don't intend to as of now. But I think Mississippi State is the right favorite. When in doubt, mm. in a close game like this, I go with the better yeah. defensive team, and it's Chris Jans's bunch. No doubt. Uh, Danny, you agree with uh, that, or do you look for a different angle here in uh, this Mississippi State pick game? Yeah, I got nothing here. I mean, you're countering each other with a 
team that if they're hitting their threes in pit, not too shabby, right? 36% beyond the arc, but you guys already listed how abysmal Mississippi state is from deep and overall on offense. So uh, I can't say I have conviction one way or the other and not enough, certainly to dispute Wes or your take on this one. So I will opt out of this game. Maybe again, a, a situation where you lean to the under, if you like Mississippi state, cause if that's going to be a reason they have the advantage, you're presuming it's going to be a lower scoring affair. Well, you realize guys, if Mississippi State wins this game, you are going to get an epic rock fight in the first round with Iowa State, the six seed awaiting oh winner. Wes, if that we total is going to be like one, 105. I was going to say, <laughs> it, like, what? How low is too low? Because if Mississippi State wins, and I, I'm with the U.S., I, I definitely believe Mississippi State will be in a, a position to lock down defensively to shut out a pit team. I've not been a fan of all year. Worst metric team by a pretty wide margin mm-hmm. of any mm-hmm. of the at-large teams that make it into the NCAA tournament, 77th and overall at Ken Pomeroy efficiency. Nevada, by the way, who everybody's complaining about right now is in the top 50. So those teams are, aren't even Are they the close. lowest at-large team, Pittsburgh? Yes, they are. Yeah, it's uh, it's at 77 overall. At yeah, least in the, the overall metrics. because everybody else is a mid-major yeah. that or a low-major that won their uh, conference, uh, that won their conference tournament. Yeah, Pittsburgh, 77th. I think the the team that's nearest them is Arizona State at 68. Mm. So I'm saying this right now, Mississippi State. They they do fit the bill as bad as they are, and they're bottom mm-hmm. five or ten in the country in some of the important offensive metrics. But if they win this game. That Mississippi State Iowa State game, yeah, that might as well just be a, a pick 'em. And how can you really? That's a that's a bad matchup for Iowa State. The, if I'm if I'm T.J. Otzelberger in the Cyclones, I am begging Pitt to get through this game because Iowa State will put Pitt in a complete grinder and win that game. But if it's Mississippi State, I could easily see the Bulldogs making it as an 11 seed. Is that classic first yeah. four game who ends up making a run? It feels like one of those win. games yeah. an 11 seed is going to win. We see it. It seems like almost every year. But uh, you know, to borrow from uh, the great Ralph Lawler, who is the longtime voice of the yes. LA Clippers, he had Lawler's Law first to 100 wins. You get Mississippi State and Iowa State, it's first to 50 wins. First, it's the Reynolds to, rule, I'm going to call it, instead of Lawler's it. Law. The Reynolds, Reynolds rule, rule, first to 50 wins between those two teams. Might be setting the game of basketball back about 40 years, but that some, these games are fun. When You get like one of those in the first round. I don't mind. Um, I, I like the no, diversity. I, I yeah. like an up-tempo track meet where teams are I'm scoring 90, and then I like something where it's, you know, like a, like a San Diego State game where it's 45 to 43 right. or something. So get ready for that. A potential Iowa State, Mississippi State, 6-11 in what would likely be the lowest total of any of the first round games. Uh, as far as the 16 seed games, Danny, I know you're going to have a lot of fun with these. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go to uh, the, the first of the, the 16 seed games here on the first four, Texas A&M Corpus Christi and Southeast Missouri State. I bring up this game to you because you and I were on the air together last Saturday mm-hmm. when SEMO won one of the most insane conference tournament championship games. A lot of people forgot about it because it was the first automatic ticket punched last Saturday night. But SEMO won that game in crazy fashion to win the OVC. They're a three and a half point underdog to Texas A&M Corpus Christi. And this is a very high total at 153 and a half. Uh, Danny and and you and I just got to watch a lot of SEMO Red Hawk basketball over the last uh, couple hours last Saturday. Yes, we did. And uh, we know what Corpus Christi can do from deep. Hence why you're seeing a higher total here. They're shooting uh, 37% on the year from beyond the arc. And I, I guess, you know, looking at where the line is and like you were kind of, you know, chuckled about not necessarily a game that I'm eager to get involved with, but if this line was a little bit shorter, like two and a half, I'd probably be tempted to lean with Corpus Christi in this podcast, but I had three and a half. That makes sense to me. So it's not really one that I'm going to reach out and, and force a bet on because I think the line is set appropriately with that team being favored. So uh, nothing with how the number is now, maybe wait in game. If it drops early on, if they're not hitting their shots right from the start, taking advantage of a better spot and then look to attack it, but not going to force anything right now, Ben. Yeah, I would lean Corpus here. Corpus, by the way, coached by Steve Lutz, a former Purdue assistant under Matt Painter. So Runs a lot of similar stuff, so that means his team is very well coached. Uh, they also shoot very well from the foul line. 80%, that is number two in mm. the country. That's going to matter in a close game. That's actually the best mark in the NCAA tournament of any team in the field, shooting 80%. So that could matter in a game like this. Uh, I'm just, you know, Corpus against, you got to look at some of the non-conference competition. They lost by 19 at Mississippi State. They lost by uh, 23 at Oklahoma State. They got blown out at Arizona. Certainly no shame in that. So 
they didn't really beat anybody of note in the non-conference, uh, nor really did SEMO. They got beat by mm-hmm. 13 at Bradley, got beat by 31 at Iowa, got beat by seven at Mizzou. So they actually did compete at Mizzou, so give them credit for that. Uh, two teams that like to run a little bit, too. That's why you see this total at 154, and I don't disagree with it being that, that high. That's my angle. I'm going to look over in this game. This will be the only only play I will make on the first four, looking at 153 and a half. Uh, most markets have uh, either stayed there or started to tick up. I see the market high at 154 and a half. Also, this open AM Corpus Christi minus four and a half. It has come down where we're at at South Point is the market low at three and a half. Most other shops have this as a blanket four, but you have SEMO, who's one of the seven fastest teams in tempo in the country. So you combine that with an A&M Corpus Christi team that don't, don't mind playing fast. They're mm-hmm. top 80 in tempo and they knock down free throws as much as SEMO is very inefficient on the offensive end. The raw number of possessions, Wes, is a game that makes this feel like an 81-77 type game written all over it. Yeah. So I will gladly look to play the over here as much as it is. I believe this is going to be yeah, this is one of the they haven't decided yet whether this will be the first game of the night, but this will be played on Tuesday. So I could easily see this being a spot where people say, well, neutral floor, two teams, nervy to start the tournament. Uh, take an under because of the bad shooting for SEMO. Well, maybe wait for but an end game over. That also could work too. But at, at least pregame, this will be a look for me up to the over as well. We also have, uh, can we add another Reynolds rule? If an NCAA tournament game involves a team, two teams that are, one is below 500 and the other didn't even win their conference tournament, can we just all agree to pretend it doesn't exist? <laughs> Because that's, what, it's that's on what's the board. happening in yeah. Texas Southern and fairly. If it's on here. the board, it matters, though. If it's on the betting <laughs> board, know. Scott Spritzer told me that one time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, fairly Dickinson in Texas Southern. Deaf taxes in Texas Southern getting sent to Dayton. <laughs> that's just where they yeah. always go. They were the eight seed in the SWAC. They were seven and 11 yeah. in the SWAC this yeah. year. Yeah, coached by Johnny Jones. Of course, Mike Davis got him to the tournament a few times. Uh, this is probably going to be a faster paced game as well because fairly Dickinson likes to get up and down the floor. And I think Texas Southern will absolutely oblige with these guys. Fairly Dickinson losing to Merrimack in the NEC conference tournament, but because Merrimack is still transitioning, one of the dumbest rules in college sports to a D1 program, they are ineligible to make the NCAA tournament. So it's fairly Dickinson who takes their place. Uh, that line opening Texas Southern minus two, not much movement there. A couple of books have gone to two and a half. Total at 147.5, taking some early money to the under at 146. When we come back, time to look at some of the big 5-12 matchups as we continue betting the bracket. This is Betting the Bracket on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops-Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As we welcome you back to VEASAN's Betting the Bracket, I'm Ben Wilson back at our South Point Sportsbook Studio. Time to dive back into our 5-12 matchups. They're always seemingly the most popular games, not only for the upset perspective in the brackets, but also for betting. And we have some really tight lines in this year's edition of the 5-12 games. We've already talked about a couple of them so far with St. Mary's taking on VCU in one matchup. I do like to buy the dip in the market on the Gales, who are currently three and a half point favorites. We'll talk about the other games right now as we welcome you back with Wes Reynolds next to me. Danny Burke with us from Chicago. Speaking of tight lines, guys, how about the 5-12 matchup between Miami and Drake, where I just saw a few minutes ago one very respected book here in Nevada, West mm-hmm. drop to Miami minus two. Hurricanes only laying two against Drake in a 5-12 matchup. What do you make uh, of that yeah, move? I, yeah, I better, I better get this now. I think there's still some threes out there. Uh, look, uh, you know, in the, in the words of the uh, Seinfeld episode, Gotta love the Drake. <laughs> yes. I, 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 yes. I think I think Miami is gonna be like George Costanza, where he goes, "I told you the Drake was bad. I hate the Drake." Because <laughs> they're US. gonna. I think they are gonna hate playing the Drake here, and and I, I do actually like Drake. I know uh, there's some people I respect that are already on this side here. This is a team, by the way, that does have. Uh, you know, a decent amount of postseason experience. Uh, they're very well coached by Darian DeVries. They don't give up any offensive rebounds. Uh, they shoot the three very well, and they defend. They chase you off the three-point line. They shoot foul shots very well. They're 77%, 20th in the country. 
Uh, you know, didn't really have that marquee win in terms of the the non-conference, even though they played a, a solid non-conference schedule. But if you remember them in 2021 under Darian DeVries, remember uh, they had to play Wichita State in that game in Dayton. First four, crazy game. Yeah, yeah. 53 to 52. And that they eventually lost to uh, USC by 16, uh, who was a 60. That was a USC team, by the way, that had the Mobleys, including Evan Mobley, who's doing pretty well in the association last I checked I'd for the Cleveland so. Cavaliers. But yeah, so I, I think with Miami, uh, one of the things you want to look at with Miami too is the uh, is the injury report. If uh, if Omir is actually going to play, he went down in the uh, ACC tournament. Uh, Norshad Omir, so make sure that he is going to play. This Miami team, obviously, very explosive offensively. Coach Larinaga has done a good job. They were the number one seed in the ACC tournament, co-champions with Virginia, but. I'm down on the ACC. Danny talked about kind of going against the Big Ten in some of these matchups. I think the ACC, they were they were not that good this year. They were power rated in Ken Palm below the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. They were the seventh best league in the country. And remember last year, we were all like the ACC in very good, and then they get three teams in the Elite Eight because random March NCAA tournament variance happens. See, I told you the ACC was the ish. You know, <laughs> I told you it was a good league. It was a trash league. They just happened to get yep. through, and March happens sometimes. But I'm down on the ACC. I like Drake here. I think they pulled the upset. Opens three, couple of shops still have Miami as a three-point favorite, but uh, most books have already gone down to two and a half, one even touching two. Danny, you looking to back up Wes here and, uh, and look to fade the ACC, or would you find a different angle here in the Drake-Miami game? You know, Miami was actually a team that I was willing to put stock in to go deep and potentially present some value, but there are certainly some concerns with this hurricane squad, and Wes just alluded some of them, and, and really more so this Drake team kind of You know, my instant reaction was, wow, this seems like a pretty good opportunity for Miami. But the deeper I was digging with Drake, they do match up fairly well. So I could understand the attraction to that and the old adages with uh, the adage with the 512. And, you know, if Miami's not hitting their shots early on, the pressure could absolutely amount to them. And that's where they could collapse. So. If it keeps going down, meaning the spread, if it keeps getting bet toward Drake, then maybe I'll look to take a heavily adjusted price on Miami if it keeps going down. But more so, it it could just end up being a matchup where I side with Miami in the bracket. But in terms of my financials, from a bank standpoint for the individual game, maybe I don't sweat it out because Miami to me is still capable of being one of the more talented teams but it is a tough draw. So I I really do understand the sentiment going the other way. So for right now, I I think I'm just going to stay away from it, but bracket wise, filling it out. Mm -hmm. I think I'll be riding with Miami. Stay away from me as well. Remember the last time Wes Drake was in a five 12 game, 2008 St. Pete times forum, Western Kentucky hit Mm -hmm. like a 40 foot heave. Mm -hmm. What was that? Triple double triple overtime. One Oh one 99. One of the the greatest tournament games. The Drake was the five seed. Drake was the five seed. They had an unbelievable year. Yeah. I will never forget that game. That was the back to back. Uh, Western Kentucky wins as a 12 seed. Then the San Diego Toreros and triple overtime beat UConn Mm -hmm. as the four seed. One of the greatest pods in first round NCAA tournament history. There was a Drake um, team uh, coached by Keno Davis. Yes. Uh, they had Clayton Corver, Kyle Corver's yeah. brother, Adam Emenecker as the big guy. Yeah, they were 28 and 5 and got beat on that shot by the, by the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. What a game that was. So now Drake in the reverse spot is the 12 seed, getting a lot of betting attention early against Miami. Another game I imagine is going to be popular for the underdog betters, and one I am looking to potentially side with the public here, Wes. It's the other 5-12, San Diego State, the five against College of Charleston, who dominated the CAA all season. Mm-hmm. They were ranked in the top 25 most of the year. Get a 12 seed, which I was a little bit surprised. They weren't rewarded a little bit more by the committee, but matching up in a very interesting stylistic spot against yeah. this dominant San Diego state defense right now, market showing the college of Charleston squad, the Cougars getting about uh, what a five point edge right yes. now. It opened four and a half been bet up to five in the market. And a couple of books have actually gone to five and a half. So you would think some public money will come into Charleston, but early on the respected betters have ticked this up about a, about a half point to a full point on San Diego. State. Yeah. I haven't done anything with this yet. Uh, Charleston, by the way, is one ten in a row. Fifth longest streak in the country, 31 and three, uh, had to had to come back though to win their final against UNC Wilmington. But if you look at what Charleston did in the non-conference, they did beat uh, Richmond, Davidson. They beat Virginia Tech. They beat Kent State, who's an NCAA tournament team. Uh, so this is not a bad club. Pat Kelsey's guys they like to run up and down the floor too. They're 29th in tempo. They don't give up a lot of threes. They take a lot of threes. 
This is an interesting matchup, though, with San Diego State. And I will say one thing about San Diego State. This is a team that everybody always likes to make a run in March. And I don't believe they've made it out of the first round since 2015. I mm-hmm. believe that's their last time. Everybody loves these guys. And, and look, defensively, 10th best in the country. They really slow you down. They don't give up a very high percentage from the three. I think 7th best in the country, 29.2%. Problem with San Diego State, they go through lulls offensively. They go through mm-hmm. real lulls. And they have to win battles of attrition. Now, can they stop a potent offense like this, you know, and get away with that? Because this Charleston team is going to score some points here. Probably not as much as they usually do against a better defensive team. But San Diego State just worries me. Uh, I, this probably isn't a 5-12 that I'm going to necessarily pick as an upset. I think it's kind of a little bit trendy. Uh, there was somebody uh, on the selection show that, of course, picked this, and it's like, that's not the upset that I want to pick because it never really comes to fruition. So yeah. I lean San Diego State here, but I don't see them going very far with just the offensive lulls they have. For what it's worth, Seth Davis, I feel like, okay. on the selection show, picked, and, and, picked and every not, single upset. I'm not trying upset, to shade so. Seth. I, no, I, 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 he accepts an, a perfectly nice chap. Right. It was just funny to me that literally every, <laughs> I think every 5-12 game, he's like, ah, that's an upset. Four thirteen. That's he's an like upset. The, he's like upset. the anti-Clark Kellogg when yeah. Clark, uh, Clark's a great dude, by the way, always picks yep. all four number one seeds. Yeah, Clark it, like, always, hardly uh, ever happens. Clark always a very generous VEASAN guest. This this yes. week usually comes yes. on the show. Uh, and by remember San Diego State last year, very popular bet against Creighton. Got market support, had a complete collapse, lost in overtime to Creighton. Huge comeback last year for the Blue Jays. Uh, Danny, would you be uh, looking to have some interest in play this game? I think I'd more so look at the total, look toward the under. You guys stated how great the San Diego State defense is. And look, Charleston's not too bad defensively, but you do have to recognize taking that into context with their level of competition that they faced on a consistent basis. But what also is important to recognize is that the Aztecs aren't an offense that is going to light you up so often. And I think this could be a game, hence why people may be liking to take the points. You could see San Diego State to come to the pressure a little bit. Again, you have these lower seeds with, you know, not as high of expectations and having that playing with house money type of mentality. I think they'll come in with a lot of confidence and San Diego state could be quivered right away. So uh, I guess I'd lean toward taking the points, but more so probably lean toward this being a lower scoring affair. I think it should be in the, in the one thirties, probably like one thirty-eight and a half Mm -hmm. is more where I would have expected this total to be. I would agree as well. Charleston, uh, they'll get some teams in that CAA that'll run with them. I don't think San Diego. San Diego State can slow it to a crawl for here. Sure. So that, this is a big challenge for yeah, Charleston. Yeah, and that, the San Diego State game stayed under 140, and it went to overtime last year in the NCAA tournament. Only issue and concern I'd have with Charleston, Pat Kelsey as a head coach has been a very popular bet as a dog. Had two different Winthrop teams in the tournament. They were a bet heavily two years mm-hmm. ago against Villanova and did not cover in that game. Lost by eight is a very popular underdog pick. Same thing happened in 2017 with his Winthrop Eagles against Butler when the Bulldogs are a little bit down. So I always am a little bit worried about coaches who have been popular dogs but tend not to deliver. We'll see if that's the case with a popular, sure to be popular 12 seed in College of Charleston. Our final thoughts on the bracket when we return here on Visa. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. 
Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting the Bracket on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. We're back for the final time on VEASAN's Betting the Bracket here from the South Point in Las Vegas, as well as in Chicago, joined by Danny Burke as we give our final thoughts on the bracket. Uh, Wes, you were talking earlier about some of those teams that pass your barometer mm-hmm. test, at least to being top 20 in both offensive and defensive efficiency, which I imagine are going to factor into some of the future yeah. picks that we discuss here. Yeah, and I do want to clarify and uh, uh, shout out to our friend of the network, Doug Kazarian, the host of the Daily Wager, was watching yeah. uh, with his pup, Arthur, and listening to us and, uh, and wanted me to clarify that stat that I mentioned. And what I, what I mean by this is adjusted Ken Palm offensive efficiency plus defensive efficiency. If those two numbers are less than 50, they have won a team that has passes that barometer has won the national championship every year since 2002, since Mr. Pomeroy started his rankings, except one year. And that was 2014, which you can see on the graphic there when UConn was a hundred to one shot to win the NCAA tournament. And uh, by the way, that was when Shabazz Napier went absolutely bad. Mm-hmm. You know what? Crazy uh, from the floor. And they won every close game. They should have been knocked out as a seven seed by St. Joe in the first round. Won 89-81 in OT, then beat Villanova, then beat Iowa State then upset Michigan State in the Elite Eight, then beat Florida, and then beat Kentucky. I had St. Joseph's money on in that game, by the way. I, I did, too. I did, too. <laughs> I'm still we, mad we, about we, it. We always, remember, we always remember, man. We don't remember <laughs> our lucky wins. We remember yeah. our bad beats. But that UConn team uh, uh, won and, uh, you know, was 100-1 to 1 at one point. And usually you don't see, and, and we'll have some more of these little trends that, that we point out here for the NCAA tournament for the uh, rest of the time when you look at, okay, pre-tournament favorites to win the national championship. Because I believe Houston is who I've seen as the shortest price at like 5-1 mm-hmm. to one yeah. or 6-1. to one. Uh, uh, Pre-tournament favorites, though, have won it, I believe, nine times since 2000. Uh, Villanova, North Carolina did it three times, Louisville in 13, Kentucky in 2012, Florida in 2007, Duke in 2001, and Michigan State in in, uh, 2000, the Flintstones, uh, Tom Izzo's lone national championship, by the way. So, you know, you usually don't get underdogs. UConn, by the way, was the highest ever since seeding began in 1978. They were the highest ever to win pre-tournament 100 to 1. There has only been three other teams above 20 to 1, by the way, as you can see. NC State, the uh, Lorenzo Charles put back on the yes. dunk in 1983. Villanova in 1985, Roy Massimino, where I, don't, I think they missed like one shot in the second half and upset Patrick Ewan in Georgetown. And then UConn again in 2011. So, you know, we, we like the upsets. And, you know, you pick the upsets in your brackets and you bet them accordingly in the first couple rounds. As you get to the second weekend, those come few and far between. It's a great lesson and point to keep in mind as you're filling out your, your brackets and making some futures plays. Uh, Danny, what do you have in the account or, or are looking to add here now that some of these markets are being released with Sweet 16 odds, Final Four odds, obviously the national championship odds all out there on the overall bracket futures market? In terms of the futures, Gonzaga is really the only one that I'm aiming to bet right now at four to one. Now I'm definitely going to have more to add to the, uh, to the slate there, but I, it's just, 
I kind of want to see where the markets move, not only in terms of just the futures odds and search every book, like we always say, make sure you have as many available to you so you can get the best price. But I also want to see from an individual game standpoint in the first round and kind of monitor that a little bit too. But I am going to be in on Gonzaga. I think they have a good opportunity there in the West. And yeah, it's going to realistically come down to them and UCLA and then we'll see what happens with Kansas on their side of the bracket. But I think you have a lot of good opportunities out of the Midwest. I'm not entirely sold on Houston coming out of that region. I think there is a really good opportunity for Texas to make their way through. And they may not have the best odds because that's a strong assumption from a lot of people. But Texas played very good toward the back half of the season. And we saw that on display, especially in the championship game for the Big 12 Conference. So Texas, to me, is a very attractive outlook. Even A&M, like if you think they get past Penn State, I think they could give Texas a run for their money for sure. I mean, we've seen the Aggies play with the best of them, like in Alabama and like some of these other top teams throughout their conference. So I think the Midwest will be a good region to target for probably a couple teams to take some flyers on. Alabama is still so fascinating to me, guys, because I got to a point where in terms of the favorites, the short shots, right, your top four or five teams in the country I had narrowed it down to Alabama without a doubt being the top team. Incredibly efficient squad on both ends. And you see when Brandon Miller's on, I mean, nobody's stopping the dude. But then with all of the off-court distractions and Coach Oates' comments, I kind of thought that this would come back and bite them. And it did to a certain extent in terms of maybe not them losing, but them playing closer battles than they should have. But after seeing them in this conference tournament and even just amidst that, they have really cruised by. And now I'm kind of thinking once again, all right, I mean, if this isn't going to be something looming over them, Alabama to me is still the best team in the nation and deserves, in my opinion, to be the favorite to win the championship. So I might circle back and Mm -hmm. see if I can jump in on something with the Crimson Tide because they have proven that they're going to say, you know, forget about that. We are still the most talented team in the country and we can kill you both ways and we're going to push you up and down the floor like it's nobody uh, nobody's business so even though it's not the most attractive price from what it was at one point I still think Alabama fits the bill guys yeah, plus 650 right now at drafting second favorite on the board I just wonder it's like trying to really understand how the perceived mm-hmm. motivation will carry out I mean we all we learned a pretty valuable lesson I thought West from betting the SEC tournament where everybody was saying all right time to fade Bama right this is going to be this is going to be a one and done good. Or, it had been good to yeah. fade them in the regular season and ever since all that came out how good did Alabama just look in the SEC tournament yeah. so I find myself sitting here on Alabama saying like we're not psychologists who are we who are we to know how Alabama is going right. to look and they're a complete stay away for me right now at the moment yeah I think that they're the rightful favorite but I think that they're probably going to be over favorited I think everybody is putting them in their final four and that does very mm-hmm. much concern me because look they've got an Arizona team let's say they get to the regional final one two in that south region in Louisville that Arizona team is just as athletic I think as there are I don't I don't know if their guards are as good but they're big guys Tubelis can run the floor with any mm-hmm. of those guys uh you've got a Baylor team is really potent offensively, not so much defensively. That's one of the worst defensive teams Scott Drew has had. And then Virginia, I actually have Virginia going out in the first round to Furman, and that'll be one of my mm-hmm. best bets that I write up at decent.com. I already played Furman at five and a half. Senior-laden nice. team finally getting a chance in the NCAA tournament. And then, yeah, and then also one team to watch out for there, too, is Creighton. I know they got blown out badly by Xavier on Friday night. But this Creighton team is very good defensively. Like, usually knowing them offensively, Creighton would be a team that I think maybe has value. I think Alabama, if you're in any of these pools, is going to be over bet here in the South region. Probably Arizona is, too. So if I'm taking a shot, I'm taking one at Creighton at six. And Creighton, by the way, is one of those 10 teams that I mentioned that that qualify in terms of uh, that Ken Palm model where you go ahead and you add the offensive and defensive efficiency. Creighton, 28th on offense, 15th on defense. They had the best defense in the Big East this year. Usually they're known for their offense in Omaha. But I think Creighton is going to be a surprise out of this Very region. chic pick at the start of the year. And they, and, still, and, have, they still have the pieces and, that and would lead you to that. everybody ignores them. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, here, here they come. So Creighton, I'm probably going to place a future actually on Creighton. You have what Creighton are they laying, to make the final four? Laying five right now, Creighton against NC State. Just pulling up the final four odds. I can give you that. Uh, yeah. West, West because I'd be interested in Creighton. Uh, Creighton will come out. 
eight to one, fourth betting favorite mm, uh, in. I, I'm the a, I'm South a, I division. might oh, look at right. that here. I, I think Creighton uh, could have a very sneaky shot out of that. I like it. Uh, the one one angle, and also they face NC State. I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Trip Tepper, loyal Veasan viewer listener, tweeting us and saying, "Very how, upset about how Clemson. does NC State get it over uh, over Clemson? Body yes. of work, uh, Trip Tepper. Body of work. Uh, that's what I've been told from uh, <laughs> from yes from the man Wes Reynolds on and his what Reynolds rules from our uh, cl- our selection work. committee, uh, Chris Reynolds. I you guy, by the way, ah, the yes. head of the selection there committee, the Bradley AD. Very nice. Uh, so as we wrap up the show, Wes sounds like we can put down Furman plus five, one of one of your many mm-hmm. best bets. We're going to go Furman plus five in that 413 yeah. matchup over Virginia. Danny, what are you going to go with your best bet here to close the show? Oof. All right. Best bet. If I'm singling it out, I'm going to go with Arkansas minus the buck 45 over the fighting Illini. You know what I'm doing? Fading the big 10 baby. As much as it kills me, it's been a terrible year for the big 10 conference. Tough draw for the fighting Illini. Incredibly inconsistent. Think the Razorbacks have the advantage right behind it. Just really quick to squeeze it in Boise state over Northwestern would be right below it, but Arkansas, probably the most uh, confident one. Okay. I am going to throw out one. We've not talked about yet because some of the sweet 16 markets are now up. Marquette is minus 142, only minus 142 to make the Sweet 16. Big favorite Marquette will be in their 215 matchup against uh, against Vermont there in Columbus. You really have trust in either Michigan State or USC. I get Michigan State can get hot from three, mm-hmm. one of the best three-point shooting teams, but I would really like the matchup for Marquette against either of those teams in round two. Yeah, and then going into Sweet 16, probably be Kentucky or Kansas State, even though I did bet Montana State getting 10 against mm-hmm. K-State in the first round. So Again, those but those bets, like just to yeah. make the Sweet 16, just got to win two games. But Marquette, I think, does have a pretty clear path there. Minus 142, that's a, a spot that will, uh, will likely be in the account before the tournament gets underway. All right, for Danny Burke, for Wes Reynolds, I'm Ben Wilson, and for our producer, Matt Santos. It's been a lot of fun so far, but we're just getting started. All of our VEASAN coverage continues next with the Greg Peterson Experience. We say so long for VEASAN's betting the bracket. A fun few days ahead here on the network in the buildup to March Madness. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.